Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned I grew up in Cameroon. I grew up, I'm an Anglophone Cameroonian. I'm Cameroonian. Um, but I'm from the Anglophone region, which is historically the minority. We make up just one-fifth of the population. And Cameroon as a whole lacks resources, especially healthcare resources. And in 2016, just before the crisis started, I lost my dad to liver cancer. So coupled with the fact that we go to school and there are no resources and a personal incident of mine where I got caught stuck in the car in the middle of a shootout. And I remember thinking to myself, if I got shot, because I was like stuck in the car, the doors were open, the car was broken down. The taxi driver had run out and left me in the car. And I remember thinking to myself, if I get shot, what like would I be able to survive if I was taken to the hospital or two if the people um, met me there most times they usually burn the the cars or they kill whoever's in the car and I was like just contemplating the likelihood I would survive even if I made it to the hospital and I was like I'm not quite sure (laughs) if I would make it and I remember like going to the back of the car opening the door and running I ran so hard and I made it like someone saw me I think I I ran on the first door I saw I knocked and the person opened the door and let me in so like I laid flat on the floor I, I remember my heart beating so fast and I was thinking like this would have been my last day even if I made it to the hospital I might not have survived still and then that was when I made up my mind <laughs> for sure that I need to move. Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast, where we discuss the habits and techniques of artists who create beautiful works of art publicly or behind the scenes. Today, our guest is Jella, an inspiring creative who serves as an advocate for diversity through her art. In this episode, we'll delve into what art means to our guests, their artistic process, and how they have found joy through their art. Welcome to the show, Jella. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Thank you, Indigo. As a self-taught digital artist, can you share what inspired you to begin? Um, So um, thank you for that question. I started doing art like since I was a kid. I used to draw and as a kid, I used to do a bunch of things. I used to do pattern designs and I'll just go outside and look at butterflies and the patterns on their wings and like create like fabric patterns and draw like a bunch of other things. And I think in 2017 um, in Cameroon, and so I'm from I'm originally from Cameroon and in 20, 2017, late 2016, a crisis started the Anglophone crisis, which actually put me out of high school. I couldn't go to school, but I succeeded in completing high school by taking the final exam. 
So for two years before I moved to the U.S. in 2019 for college, I was like um, um, discovering ways to use my art and just to like ways to spend my time. And one way I discovered was creating digital paintings for people. People were very happy seeing paintings of themselves. So I would do them for like their birthdays or like just like for couples for their anniversaries and stuff. And it made people very happy. So with time, I learned like from YouTube how to improve my skill and do better. And I just I just stuck with it. So I moved to the U.S. and I saw many opportunities to use my art, like supporting like student organizations with graphics for their Instagram posts. And that's how I just started and stuck with it. Very nice. Um, thank you for sharing. What was the transition like for you um, moving from Cameroon to the United States? It it was it was a lot. So so the the crisis was intense. That's a also many people don't know about the Cameroon crisis, but it was intense. Um, I lost family in the crisis. I myself was a situation where I was like in in, in like a crossfire. Um, so it was intense saying goodbye to my friends and family and moving to the United States to start over like two years from high school and then coming here to start college in Mississippi. So, but luckily for me, I do have some family here in the U.S. So having a support system is always good. And that was very encouraging for me to help me transition. But like the basic differences are like the food was different. The seasons were different, but yeah, but saying goodbye to friends and family is always tough. I can agree with you in terms of like the food aspect. I actually am originally from Zimbabwe. So I came here when I was seven though. So it's been a while, but um, the food tasted so different to me, but then even entering grocery stores because of the pesticides, I would break out in hives (laughs) instantly. I think that happened to me like the first two months. Like I literally, my entire face and my body, and I was so confused, like what's happening? So how does your love for storytelling come into play with your digital art? Um, so I, because of the unique experiences I've been through, um, I have so many stories to tell. And for somebody, especially after moving to the U.S., um, a new environment, sometimes the the ex- in expressions people used, I didn't really understand them. And one way I used to share my story or communicate is through art. Or like just like relieve myself of ideas or how I feel is through my art. Um, so the stories I have, the experiences I have, I try to use my art, like put them together. And my art kind of also um, evolves with me. So I'm about to start med school. So I'm shifting towards medical illustrations. Congratulations. Thank you. You can see how my art also evolves with my story, with what I actually create. That's wonderful. Um, And I really... 
enjoy hearing that you want to be a medical illustrator because um, I know that a lot of us uh, need diversity in those fields, especially with images. There was like an image that um, a young gentleman, I think he was Nigerian, who started creating illustrations. But to see a black child in a womb before was very foreign to me because usually when you go to like the doctor's offices or, you know, the anatomy pictures that they have um, at the doctor you don't see people like us. So it was really interesting to see it from that perspective. So um, I just got excited when I heard that um, because I also know that you are very passionate about diversity and including that in your artwork. So what were some of the challenges you faced when you began? Um, um, Just to clarify, began art or like art? Yes, so began your uh, self-taught digital artist's journey. Uh, Okay. So as I mentioned, I started in 2017 in the midst of a civil crisis in Cameroon. And I think when I started, I used to do my art on my phone. Because did you tell you? Because I used to draw, um, I used to do graph, um, graphite pencil drawings. Um, but I also started creating some digital images in 2017. And I used to do it on my phone. And my phone screen was so small. Like, those are the very first few challenges I faced was like um, not having resources to actually create art. And then um, access to like YouTube videos, like because I just watch and teach myself using YouTube videos. And funny enough, when the crisis started, internet access was taken away for about six months. So I didn't have internet access in the entire Anglophone region of Cameroon for like almost six months. So even at that, my self-teaching was also hindered. And I just had to like learn from practice, like practice and error and just learning, teaching myself how the app, app, the joint apps would work and what the options are. And then after that, um, moving here, I did have now I could use like Amazon to get myself a joint tablet, like um getting getting resources a little bit more accessible however the cost was another challenge as I was a student international student and we do have restrictions on work like what we can work and what we cannot work and I was in the city earning minimum wage as a student worker on campus Um, and I cannot just spend money on getting a joint tablet so it did take some extra sacrifice, saving extra money to get my very first iPad to start drawing. Um, but like general challenges I've faced is mostly access to resources. And um, I don't I don't think I have I still today I don't have my best art set up. So I don't have the 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 devices I would really want to have. So that's still a challenge up to today. And with what I want to do with my art and the future and advocating, like, especially in medical illustrations, I think um, the challenges I'm finding right now, it's someone to, like, see the vision and say, oh, this is something I want to help you make bigger. I want to join you in this, your um, fight or this journey in making medical illustrations. And another challenge, well, it's a challenge I'm going to overcome once I start med school, is I try to limit um, how deep I go into like um, details about conditions because I'm not a medical professional. So I'm hoping once I start med school, I can get some of that mentorship and knowledge 
to really go into those like conditions that really affect the black community and actually put that in visual images and create awareness about those. That's really quite impressive. And knowing already what you want to do um, in terms of like trying to figure out how to navigate medical school. So you can also know that what you're illustrating is quite accurate. Um, But I also find it very impressing that you did your first illustrations on your phone because they're so tiny. What application did you use? I I think it's like, is it Adobe Draw? They have like a, an Android app where you can just draw things. I, I also, I, you mentioned, I used to also do some drawings on my computer with Photoshop. And I'll use my, I use like the mouse tab. It was really rough. They were not like perfect, but like it was, the, it was like the idea. People just love the idea of seeing themselves in so, um, some sort of drawing. Um, and I used to like do the sketches and then take a picture. So, and then do the painting over the coloring and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it used to be the entire process. Right. No, that's really inspirational because I'm like, in spite of the challenges that she's faced, you know, um, back home, but also transitioning here and then trying to figure out what you can create with the limited resources you had. I mean, <laughs> you really can do anything with a, a small amount of resources until you can actually get what you want. So that's really yeah. inspiring for me. And I'm, I'm pretty sure for my listeners as well. Are there any specific themes or messages um, that you would like to explore uh, beyond medical illustration? Um, so before I started medical illustration, um, especially in college, I used to do a lot of um, advocacy, um, graphic designs, but mostly usually with, with art. So I did have in 2021, I had like a week series where it was, um, sexual, uh, um, sexual assault awareness and prevention themed where I partnered with some student, um, leaders on campus and I created like, um, cartoons throughout the week about, um, sexual assault prevention and awareness. I've also, I'm also very passionate about mental health. Um, just, so that was also some, a theme in some of my art at some point. And during the 2020, um, well, 2020 shooting of George Floyd, I created some art about that as well. And also about health education, just telling people stuff um, just like nothing too detailed, but like just general things, what you could do, what you should not do. But yeah, those are some things that I've been passionate about, but those two, mental health awareness and sexual assault prevention and awareness. So those are other things I've been, I've been interested in. And especially in the medical field, um, you, hear, you, hear, you hear stories of like residents committing suicide and stuff like that. And currently, I actually volunteer. At, I'm actually, at, um, so yeah, residents coming in suicide and stuff. And I know that's something. It also goes together with my story and my journey to become a doctor one day. So those are other things. Beautiful. I'm interested. Beautiful yes. So would you agree with the statement that art is healing? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. Um, just not in every form of art, like in every step of art, like the reflection in creating the art, the process of creating the art 
and even for the consumers consuming the art and appreciating the message like art is healing in at every step at every perspective at, as a creator or as an audience so yes beautiful can you describe um your creative process like how do you create a space for yourself to artistically like create and develop what you want to make you know do you have music playing do you have to be in a certain corner like how is your setup um so I do have music playing most most times and I just get music playing and I get lost so I can literally be creating art like for hours and be like I used to go sleep and then I was like, but I have to finish this. And I get myself like a can of Celsius and I'm like staying up longer. But yeah, I do have like a table area. Again, I don't have all the the devices I would really love for my art um, area set up. I usually just have my iPad. That's what I use. Sometimes I have like a tripod on my, on my phone to record my process and some music playing. Um, I also do, because right now I'm doing mostly um, medical illustrations, I do a lot of research and reading beforehand um, just to make sure I'm kind of understanding what's like what this art should look like. I'm looking at the anatomical accuracy and stuff. So I do a lot of research. I think about how I want to portray that, what how I want the art to look like. And what message I want to um, pass across. And then, yeah, I put my music, get my kind of Celsius and my space right here in my corner. And I start creating on my iPad. I love that. About how, like how long, because I know you can probably spend all day, but what is like that longest time that you felt like you've focused on creating a piece? I probably, I think I was spent like 10 hours mm. straight <laughs> that's important. one time yeah yeah I think I spent like 10 hours straight one time I just like sat down and it was so that particular day was so um random I just like sat here and I was like oh got, got my iPad got my computer and started doing some research did some research a bunch of times and I, I had an idea and I was like I need to start and yeah I think nine to ten hours <laughs> yeah yeah did it feel like nine to 10 hours to you? And funny enough, it doesn't. Like once you're like in it, you don't feel it. <clears throat> you just like start noticing when places start getting really dark and you're like, oh, I have work tomorrow. I need to sleep. Um, but yeah, you don't really feel the time pass. Like, especially when you're, it's that random where it's like, you just felt that zeal to create. You don't feel the time go by. Yes, I would agree with you. I, I paint and draw, but I can go because I have a whole family, but it's zoned out <laughs> like I yeah. like this and forget that the time is passing. Like, it's just I don't even know. I feel like I'm in a trance, like <laughs> I'm not even here, <laughs> but I can totally agree with like having a lot of hours, but not realizing how much time has gone by. Mm-hmm. What role does your um, Caramarinian heritage play in your artwork or your um, passion to continue into the medical field to, to become a doctor? Um, there's so much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mentioned I grew up in Cameroon. I grew up, I'm Anglophone Cameroonian. I'm Cameroonian. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I'm from the Anglophone region, which is historically the minority. We make up just one fifth of the population. And Cameroon as a whole lacks resources, especially healthcare resources. And in 2016, just before the crisis started, I lost my dad to liver cancer. So coupled with the fact that I couldn't go to school and there are no resources and a personal incident of mine where I got caught stuck in the car in the middle of a shootout. And I remember thinking to myself, if I got shot, because I was like stuck in the car, the doors were open, the car was broken down. The taxi driver had run out and left me in the car. And I remember thinking to myself, if I get shot, what, like, would I be able to survive if I was taken to the hospital? Or two, if the people um, met me there, most times they usually burn the, the cars or they kill whoever's in the car. And I was like, just contemplating the likelihood I would survive, even if I made it to the hospital. And I was like, I'm not quite sure <laughs> if I would make it. And I remember like going to the back of the car, opening the door and running. I ran so hard and I made it. Like someone saw me. I think I, I ran on the first door I saw. I knocked and the person opened the door and let me in. So like I laid flat on the floor. I, I remember my heart beating so fast and I was thinking like this would have been my last day. Even if I made it to the hospital, I might not have survived still. And then that was when I made up my mind for sure that I need to move, that I need to go somewhere where I can go to school, become a doctor, and one day um, one day um, contribute to the solutions or like help improve healthcare um, facilities and resources in Cameroon. So growing up in that environment and actually seeing the lack of resources and healthcare um, providers, speci um, specialties in, in, in general has really motivated me, especially losing my dad. And then um, one thing that really solidified um, my, my passion or my drive was when in 2021, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. He, but the difference is my mom was here in the U.S. So she was diagnosed um, fast enough. She got... Um, her diagnosis, started her treatment, she did her surgery, and she's recovering. So I remember thinking, we the system does make a difference. Um, it's not the best, but some improvement. And also my time in the U.S., I've also been exposed to some other gaps. So yeah, wherever I find myself, I look forward to contributing to providing for those communities that don't have those resources because they do make a difference. Yes, I, so I'm so glad you're here, number one. <laughs> but number two, like, that's such an honor for your parents, like what you're doing, but also, of course, for um, your heritage and your people. Like, I think it's important. And I think about just hearing your story. What are the things that I can do to also support my family or also be able to contribute to Zimbabwe? Because I'm here, but it's like, what can I do, you know, to make a difference at home? Because we are also lacking. We have the resources, but it's like we're lacking a, a level of like community or people that are yeah. educating themselves outside of the country and not coming back to support their country. So 
It's an important thing to think about, and you've reminded me of that. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for the question. How do you stay motivated with um, school? I, I, I've saw on social media. I'm not sure if you're com- you finally you graduated, but you know, how do you support yourself with continuing education? How do you support yourself with giving yourself time outside of education? Like, what are kind of the things that you do to maintain your own self-care. I know we talked about mental health, but what do you do to continue on for yourself and make sure that you're good? Um, thank you for the question. So um, once the same motivator with school, mm-hmm. um, I remember as a freshman, there are a couple of motivations for me because like school is expensive for me. And as an international student, I did not really qualify for most of the scholarships. So I remember freshman year, I walked up to one of my professors. It was it was like an advising class. And I asked them, because in Cameroon, they tell you what classes to take each year. But when I came to the U.S., I, I found out that I could take what classes you wanted to take. And I walked up to my professor and asked him if I could do um, undergrad in three years instead of four. He was like, Absolutely. And, but he was like, be careful with your GPA because you're pre-med, you don't want to um, um, ruin your GPA. And I was like, oh, it's okay. And I went back home and I drew up a three-year um, degree plan with two minors. So it was my ma- biology major and a minor in psychology and chemistry. And I was like, I'm going to do this in three years. <laughs> And I had that paper set somewhere. Like, so even with it, without with COVID, I was able to stay on track because one, there was a financial motivation of me not having to pay an extra year of tuition. And also the motivation where I was like, I can use that one year as a gap year between pre-med and med school to like save up some money and just relax. Um, there was that. And... Um, another motivation was being an international student and the fact that you've come so far. You've come so far not only to come this far. So you have to work. You have to put in the work. If not, because if you go out of status, they can send you back home. <laughs> so you've come this far. So make sure you're working hard. Make sure you're, 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 you're passing your classes. And there's also the family motivation. So I'm the last child of six, of seven children. So I have six older siblings who are amazing remote models and they're just very supportive emotionally, financially, in many ways. And especially, well, 2021, when my mom also had lung cancer, seeing her staying strong and she she was like taking like online classes to like get a job where she can work remotely when she when she um when she recovers. And I was like, there's so much motivation in this family. Like, how yes. can I not do my work? And about like mental, mental health, um, I did always like add time here and there. It's all about planning, planning time where you can go to the gym or call family or just like rest. And again, this is also where my background kind of plays a role. In Cameroon, we had intense high school and um, secondary school education. So I was able, in fact, I was able to do my major and my two minors in three years. I graduated summa cum laude. So that was very possible. Go, girl. 
<laughs> yes, I love to hear that. That was very possible. And mainly because of my family always being my number one cheerleaders yeah. and motivation about like what brought me here. And I've not and I've I've not gotten to where why like I have to get to med school, get to that point. Cause I that's that's why I came here. So I have to complete the entire journey. Finish what you um, started, exactly. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I that's beautiful. And I just like that you planned everything out because <laughs> not a lot of people have that um tenacity or like ability to actually be like, okay, I want to see myself here, so I'm gonna do A, B, C, and D. Um, so that's that's wonderful. Um what would you advise to someone who wants to start digital art or maybe wants to go into the field of medical illustration? Perhaps they are um, on the scientific side and want to learn how to draw or vice versa. They are artists, but, you know, need to learn how to perhaps go into the field of science or go to, into the field of medical school, but not knowing what tools they need. What would how, What would you advise for someone who wants to kind of take the same journey that you do um, on an educational side? I would first of all say start. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier for people to put something off because they don't have like, um, they don't have the resources. But anything I've learned from my story is just start. It might not be good, it might not be accurate, but just start so you can have a feel of the actual experience. Um, So, me personally, I don't, just a disclaimer, I don't have like a certification in medical illustration. Um, and I I was personally um, motivated by Chidi Iberia Illustrates, the person who made the um, the art of the Black Peters. I actually know him because I reached out to him. I reached out to him. So that's another part. See, you can find someone who is doing what, somebody who is doing something similar you want to do out to them and ask them oh how did you do this how did you start like what's your motivation stuff like that and so I did that I reached out to him and he told me he just like same thing he, he had to teach himself anatomy so yeah you might have to go open a textbook and start reading and doing research and learning oh this is what the bladder is and this is what the uterus is um but start if that is um doing the research and reading or it may look like um just getting a tablet and just trying to get to know how the drawing app works start um go on youtube um, watch a video of like maybe a dissection to actually see how it looks like in real life and not just how it looks like in images so those are couple, those are things i've done i've i've watched youtube videos Time and again, I've reached out to people I've read. So yeah, start. Thank you. Um, and I also believe like even with the amount of things that you start on your own, you're developing a portfolio. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we're coming up to our last few questions. And um, I just wanted to know, um, this will be like outside of questions of art, but just a little bit about you. So what kind of music um, re really gets you going? What kind of things would be on your playlist? Well, right now I really love listening to Burna Boy. Um, so definitely some Burna Boy and Ashakeh. I love listening to those too, but my favorite artist of all, not of all time, no, not of all time. I really love listening to Kiss Daniel. 
Um, so those three artists and depending on my mood and again, doing art is also a form of healing to me. Um, sometimes I really go for, um, some gospel music, um, some healing music. And so those four, um, sometimes I'm just doing art, not to post, but just to relax. And those times I really just want to listen to um, healing music, listen to positive affirmations. Sometimes it's not even music. Sometimes it's just affirmations playing yeah. in my ears, um, stuff like that. If you were to describe yourself as a color, what color would you be? Brown. <laughs> brown. Um, I think and, I said that yeah. so fast. <laughs> why brown? What? Like, why would I? I don't know. I think brown, because like brown, when someone says brown, there's so many shades of brown. It's like so versatile. It's so, um, I actually probably do describe myself things related to brown, like chocolate mm -hmm. or um, sweet. It's just, I don't, I don't know how to put a word to it, um, but I would say brown because it's brown. It's know? also, um, I think like rich. when I was looking something up, it was saying that brown, brown, is like depicts a sense of calmness or trustworthiness. So it's really cool that you chose that. That's awesome. Um, if you were to ever have an opportunity to eat whatever you wanted for a whole year, what would it be? Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> you fan of salmon. That's that's so that's so that's so random. But I love salmon. I love me some salmon. I love also. I love going to the gym, and I'm like so obsessed with my protein intake. Yes. So like I'm a salmon girly. Like I just get back and like put some salmon on. Like I probably eat salmon like at least five times a week. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So the um, salmon. Yes. Yeah, so since you are a fitness girly, um, do you prefer doing more like um, muscle training or muscle building or more cardio? Oh, no, I wish I could. I, could, I wish I could say cardio, but no <laughs> muscle training. <laughs> yeah, um, I really wish I could say cardio, but muscle training. I'm trying to do more cardio. I'm trying to get my heart pumping a little mm -hmm. bit more, but definitely muscle training. Okay, last question. If you were to choose between pancakes or waffles, what kind of uh, food would you choose between the two? I'll choose waffles. Yeah, waffles. I'll choose waffles because I feel I know what pancakes are in the U.S., but what I know as pancakes from Cameroon is not, is not the same thing. Are they more like so, crepes? Yeah, they're more like crepes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not the same thing. So I'll go for waffles. <laughs> well, um, Jella, it was such a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, thank you so much for sharing um, so much of your story and how you represent yourself as an artist. It's been a pleasure and um, we wish you the best of luck in all of your endeavors in the future. Thank you so much, Indigo. It was such a great time talking with you. Yes, lovely. So before we officially conclude, we would like to know how people can follow your journey and see what you're going to be doing in the near future. Um, so, well, I I do have um, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, so my my drawing, my art um, Instagram is Najela Illustrates. Mm -hmm. That's N A H J E 
L-A-H Illustrates. And on um, Twitter is Taka Najela, T-A-K-A space N-A-H J-E-L-A-H. And on TikTok, I'm Nataka2, N-A-H-T-A-K-A-2. Um, so I post most of my work on those platforms, so you can follow me through that. Thank you. Thank you so much.